Thought Bubble Audio. Up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who <laughs> are I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles! Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one, because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks. This is the show where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Frank, and with me for the first time on this podcast is my lovely wife, Marissa. I'm honored to be here. I'm so glad you're here. This is fun. I know. You're already having fun. I'm already excited. Your first time back on a podcast in, in several months and you're just slipping right back into it. And this is way more fun than talking about marketing. Is it? So. Yeah. All right. Well, I, th- I think it will be. I think it's going to be a fun a fun topic. But before we get into that topic, uh, what are you drinking? I've got a, uh, I got a switchback. Just a classic switchback ale. I love that one. I was considering the Fosters that we have kicking around our fridge. That's right, yeah. But I was like, you know what? It's 9 p.m. Mm, if I have that mm. giant can of Fosters right now, <laughs> your girl's going to be peeing every two hours tonight. So this is for your benefit and mine. I'm Fact. sticking to the normal-sized beer. Yeah. Okay. So we went there right away. Um, I I'm never going to be invited back. I appreciate the things that you do for me, like drinking a small beer. Um, and the switchback is just, it's like so, it's like sessionable, you know, not to sound it's all sessionable. It's very sessionable. I can just, I can just, you know, have a couple of them and just sitting back on your porch. That's it. Yeah. I actually got one of my friends to order one at the bar the other day because they didn't have what she wanted. And oh, I saw nice. it on tap and I was like, it's a classic. On so, tap, uh, it's especially good. It's yeah. a classic. Yeah, it is. It is. I love it. It's great for the summer, but yeah, we're getting, we're getting close to spring now, so I'm. I'm pretty happy about it. Um, I am enjoying a Sierra Nevada Hazy Little Thing IPA. Actually, I shouldn't say I'm enjoying it because I haven't taken my first sip yet. But the verdict is... Don't lie to your listeners, Frank. They trust you. Hmm, I do like it, actually. Ooh, yeah, that's good. That's... um. Is it hazy? It is. It is hazy. It's a hazy hazy little thing. Um, yeah, this is kind of... I'm looking for, like, if there's a description on the can. I don't see one, but I'm getting kind of... Well, now this is a test of your beer knowledge. I know, right? It's very Can you very describe the mouthful? Mouthfeel? Yeah. <laughs> it's very hop-forward. Um, I'm definitely getting something of, like, a citrusy taste, though. It's is interesting. Is it a full-body? It is a full-bodied IPA. Mm. Mm. This so, could get real arrogant real this quick. This is going to get real arrogant. Well, here's here's the thing. So so we're doing bits. We're doing we're doing jokes and dirt 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 because we're both comedy nerds. We we enjoy we enjoy comedy quite a bit. And one thing that we have shared, we've been together almost five years now, very close mm-hmm. to five years actually. Um, uh, married for about two of those, and we both. Uh, enjoy and share a love of Saturday Night Live. I love it. Yeah. Live from our house. It's whatever night you're listening to this to. It's Beer with Geeks. <laughs> Featuring Marissa Emanuel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the that's the that's what we're here to talk about. So Tell me, tell me how your your love of SNL started. Like, do you, do you remember when you I first started getting into it? I have very specific memories. Okay, cool. Of, I love that. 
of being probably like 10 years old mm. and it was right after my parents got cable and we're there was like vh1 did those clip shows oh sure where they would be like best it was like best, best of, of chris farley or whatever yeah, yeah so they did like uh it was like a best of snl where they like interviewed the cast members and intercut it with what the actual sketch was yep so yep. i remember watching um specifically molly shannon talk about superstar okay and being captivated i don't so i hadn't even <laughs> seen a full episode of snl gotcha. but i was still running around the schoolyard like sticking my fingers in my armpits and sniffing <laughs> them and like i was really popular <laughs> you were a really um, cool kid had a lot of a lot of boys lined a lot up. of friends um but I, yeah i hadn't even watched a full episode but i was like already doing superstar that was my first um pg-13 movie also oh Not interesting all right i was like 12 cool. years old don't tell my mom i told everybody wow. but uh, she let me see it when i was like 12 wow um and then i remember specifically yeah molly shannon super into it and gilda i was like obsessed with gilda radner and like roseanne rosanna dana mm-hmm. i was i would like poof my hair out and try to <laughs> it was that was my that was my jam that was one of the first things that i knew about you when we started dating was how much you love gilda radner like that's that's always been because like i feel like i went through a phase too when we had just started talking where i was like i felt like Gilda Radner quotes were like my aesthetic. Mm-hmm, I remember like mm-hmm. quoting something on Facebook that was like, I base my fashion sense on what doesn't itch. And yeah, then like yeah, a nice yeah, yeah. like Gilda Radner yes. post where I was like, I'm cool and like different. But it's true. I do base my fashion sense on what doesn't itch. <laughs> I'm sitting here in like a baggy red, so- red Sox t-shirt. Um, uh, but what about you? What about me? I don't remember. Um, well, I, probably the first time I ever saw anything SNL at all Honestly, it was probably through my love of the Beatles um, when I saw... We get it. You like the Beatles. Um, When I saw George Harrison's appearance in 76, I think it was, um, with Paul Simon, with the turkey suit Mm. and all that, and coming out and saying that he wanted (laughs) $3,000 for the Beatles' appearance, and Lauren having to explain to him that, no, actually, I thought you understood that, you know, if it was... Three thousand for all four. It'd be seven fifty for just one. And you know that story, right? Of like that there was like Paul and was it Paul and oh, Ringo Paul that and were John. actually Paul were sitting in a hotel room yeah. that night. Yeah, because well, in New York, John, watching John lived up on like seventy eighth Street or something, and they were watching. And they were like, "Should we do know, it?" They thought oh, about bad, going I down. Don't know. Yeah, eh, and, whatever. And then they decided like, eh, "No, it's not. Let's, eh. it's, it's just it's, like really heartbreaking. It's just it's just better if we don't." But like so heartbreaking because like. If they had just shown up like during the live show, they would have been on like they would have let them on air. Like it would have happened. It oh my god! Been, yeah, yeah, it's a live like, show. It would have yeah, it would have been crazy. It would have been, been like the most historic the crux thing. of your absolute like oh my nerd, god nerddom. Yeah. It would yeah. have been yeah, two of my great yeah. third nerd obsessions for sure. But that's probably the very first thing I ever saw yeah. was that that Paul Simon George Harrison thing. But the first like the first time I remember watching SNL like when it was new was probably. In the early 2000s, I was like a teenager. I was like probably like in high school or just about to go into high school. And like when it was like it became like acceptable to like just decide you wanted to stay up like like you didn't have a bedtime anymore. And you were just sort of like, (laughs) I can do whatever I want. I don't have to. No parents. No parents. Um, And I remember like the. It was like the end of the Will Ferrell era. Mm-hmm. I remember Finesse Mitchell mm. was there. Remember like the one or two seasons Finesse Mitchell? Yeah, was I was like, like yeah. that's very specific. Well, that's uh, that's how yeah. I'm like, <laughs> like by like the one cast member who was only yeah. there a couple of years. You know, probably Keenan was just starting. Yep. Um, yeah, Keenan you were Thompson. probably a couple years earlier than I was in terms of like watching regularly because 
in those days I was still going to bed early. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I feel like I really started getting into it on a regular basis when I was in college and it was like late enough in college that I was used to staying up really late. Yep. But, uh, but I was also like elderly enough that I wasn't going out to parties. It was when <laughs> right. I was like late enough in college that I was like, screw this. I don't want to go to a <laughs> frat house. Like I'm going to sit on my couch and drink wine. <laughs> Because so, I can do that now. Yeah, I feel like that was probably like 2010. It was definitely like peak Amy Poehler era. Like, mm. um, Amy's another one that I, I knew. Little Will Arnett. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, Will Arnett. That type Wait, of... Will Forte. Will Forte. Oh, my yeah. God. Ooh, ooh. That well, was a Amy Freudian Poehler, slip. W- w- Amy Poehler, <laughs> Will Arnett. You know, he's been married. Uh, like, yeah, and it. like Andy Samberg, like that sort of, yeah, that sort yeah. of era. Um, and that was when I sort of started watching all the time and my roommates would be like, so don't you like want to go out? So like 2010-ish, 20... Like, it was around 2010, 2011. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. probably when it started, like the weekly occurrences started yes. happening. And from then on, it was sort of Jason Sudeikis. Oh gosh, oh, wow, yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, see, I, I his started... His heyday. I started to watch the, around then, Bobby Moynihan's like first season. Mm-hmm. I guess it was Bobby Moynihan, Abby Elliott, they were oh, around. Yeah, Abby Elliott and when Fred Armisen were both on. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Well, Fred was on for quite yeah, but it was a like while. the season where they yeah. overlapped, yeah, and then yeah. like right, everything hit the fan. Every, yeah, everything fell the apart. The poo poo hit the fan. Yeah, 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 exactly. But yeah, uh, that was around then was actually when I, I picked it back up. I stopped for a few years. I fell out of it, and then there was like the election of two thousand eight. Was all the mm-hmm. they brought back Tina Fey, yeah. and she kept doing all the. Um, Sarah Palin. Um, Sarah Palin so I and... love the visual of like 2010 and you and I both being like losers at home on a Saturday night, like watching this on TV, like <laughs> just not doing anything fun. Not knowing not that our knowing soulmate was out there watching the same <laughs> SNL. To anyone listening who's just sitting alone on their couch watching nerdy crap, just know your soulmate's <laughs> probably doing the same thing. Probably are. They probably just are. Just waiting for yeah, you. Drinking a beer and, and, and watching the same nerdy stuff you are, just waiting to find you. Exactly. It's so beautiful. Ah, Bobby. So, uh, okay. Wait, so, 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 okay. So let's talk about when you and I, our, our, our love of SNL came together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, and the pinnacle of our like weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. So was it three years ago now? It was uh, about three years ago. Three right years around ago. this time of year, yeah, actually. Yeah, it was. I think it just passed out of my On a time cold, hop. rainy night. Cold, rainy April April night. So so you can get free tickets to see SNL. Um, you can do it one of two ways. There is a lottery that opens up every year in August for like a week. And there's an, e- they just, there's an email address, and you just send an email to that email address with like your name, address, if they tell you what to send. And, um, and you get put into a lottery. And then... For the rest of the, when the season starts in September through the rest of, of that season, they randomly draw names who sent emails to that address and, uh, and you can and get you're, tickets. you're more likely to win the actual lottery to, yes. than to win that lottery. Yeah, that is true. There are so many people who enter it. It's just like, yeah, you're more so the only real way is to either know somebody or to wait in line outside yeah. Rockefeller Center. They do standby tickets for basically if whoever d- won the lottery didn't show up, then they just fill those seats with whoever yeah with whoever is waiting in the standby line um and depending on who the guest is for that week w- when you win the lottery you get randomly assigned like you can't pick what date you're going and if you don't like you know whatever guest is is hosting the day that you 
get picked like it's just too bad like you have that's go or don't or if you can't get a flight from like the or, Midwest, right or if you live somewhere home. exactly not in new york and and you can't get there then then you forfeit your your you know your tickets if you don't if you don't show up so the standby line involves literally just getting in line outside outside on the sidewalk outside rockefeller center and uh for as long as it takes uh and and the saturday morning of the show like what is it like seven or eight a.m they give out the standby tickets seven a.m waking up in the morning gotta be fresh gotta go downstairs that's (laughs) no rebecca there will be no rebecca black (laughs) on this podcast sorry Uh, (laughs) never getting invited back (laughs) but um and besides that's friday and this is saturday god don't you know anything wow (laughs) blank twice if you need help (laughs) blinking she's blinking he's gotta edit this out (laughs) <laughs> no <I'm not. laughs> um but but so you yeah if you're there at 7 a.m um and you're early enough in the line you can get tickets and even then you're not guaranteed a spot they just but give it's you like, a number give you a number and they say okay come back tonight you know at when at the appointed time before the show starts and and we'll see if we can squeeze you in see if there's enough empty seats for you so to get there at 7 a.m to be there and, and be and be close enough to the front of the line at 7 a.m on saturday morning you need to get there. It depends on who the, who the host is. So we went. We went down to New York. Um, I feel like we had a couple of like tests of our relationship too. This podcast isn't one. about our, th- this podcast isn't about our relationship. But during this this twenty four hour period, we had two tests of our relationship. Yep. The first one was while we were talking about okay, we're we have these numbers. We're waiting in line. Sometimes they'll literally be like, we're only taking like four people or five people. And if they separated us and they were like, no, we can only take five. And I was number five or Frank was number five. What would we do? And like Frank looked at me like dead serious and he was like, I will let you go. Like you go without me. And I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna marry him someday. <laughs> That's beautiful. And then the other test was when we started waiting out. In the rain. Mm, mm-hmm. It wasn't raining all day. No. It was kind of raining all day. It was, yeah. The beginning of the day, we built ourselves a little tent. Yeah. We built ourselves a little, like, poncho fort. Yeah. She's and not kidding. We actually built a little a little structure. Out and of we were so proud of ourselves, ponchos. too. We were so naive. Yeah. We were like, our poncho fort is amazing. This is great. Because you're not allowed to have tents and you're not allowed to have mattresses. Right. So we're like, this is good. Poncho fort, chairs, we're good to go. Um, and Frank goes, you know, should I go out and get a tarp? And I was like, no, we don't need a tarp. We're fine. Mistake number one. Mistake number two was we finally like curl up in our little tent for the night and we realized there's an absolute waterfall gushing from the side of our tent into my sleeping bag. Mm -hmm. And Frank and I were like, we had been together for a little while, but we weren't like in it. You know what I mean? We weren't Mm -hmm. married yet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so we were still sort of like being nice to each other and cutesy (laughs) and stuff. And so like I was getting wet and he was like, do you want me to like go find something to like cover this part of the tent that's like getting wet and i was like no it's fine sitting there just in my head doing the girl thing of like i want him to want to get something to cover this <laughs> leaking tent and so finally after about 30 minutes i was like go get something to cover the tent i'm really wet and it's 40 degrees so the poor sweet man goes over to cvs finds the only thing they had left which was a child-sized poncho with mini mouse mini mouse on poncho. the back um, which probably cost like fifteen dollars. And probably. we just like duct taped it to the side with Mickey Mouse tape, and it worked. Kinda, it, and and it the, worked enough. The moral of the story is just like ask ask people to do it what you want them <laughs> communicate to do. with just communication with is yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it is. Um, but the moral of the story is Lauren sends out soup. Yes, um, he sends out like a cart of soup. At like 5 a.m. or something. That was at like 11 p.m. And then they send out a coffee uh, cart. Oh, in the morning. coffee was in the morning. Yes, yes. So that was very nice. Um, 
And it was it was a weird experience. I mean, we spent 23 hours in line from 8 a.m. Friday morning till 7 a.m. Saturday morning. We were in that line on the sidewalk. We slept on the sidewalk in like lawn chairs, like dinky lawn chairs that we bought. And and uh, yeah, we did it. And we were like number nine and ten in line, I think. And we got into the, sh- the live show. You have a choice between the live show and the dress rehearsal. Um, the dress rehearsal, they do the entire show, like a complete run through. But a couple of sketches um, from the dress rehearsal get cut before air. So if you go to the dress rehearsal, you actually get to see stuff that doesn't that will never air. But we but said we it's our first time. Let's yeah. go to the live show. And it, it was, was my girl, Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick, your girl from Portland. Who is like my home girl. I love her. And so I was like, I got to gotta see the real real version. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really cool. Like, what do you, when, when I think about watching, watching that live, some of the things that I remember very vividly are like how well orchestrated everything was. So like, like clockwork. Like clockwork. So like they've done this so many times and in between scenes, they would just like the music would come up like while the commercial break was on and it was like choreography where literally you know you hear hollywood people talk about handlers anna kendrick literally had hand, like they like two people came and like stuck their hands under her armpits and like ran her off the <laughs> stage and were like because she's so tiny changed. um but it was just the way they had everything like moving was really kind of beautiful really cool was there anything that jumped out to you that you didn't expect um i didn't ex- you know what i thought was cool was seeing how they use the space like how they use the stage mm, um it's small it's small it is small it's like it's like the size of i mean i feel like it's like the size of like a high school theater stage like it's small yeah. but they do a really good job utilizing that space and sort of like if there's if there's one of those sketches where it's like two different people like let's say it's like newscaster talking to like a person like reporter in the field or whatever they do a really nice job of like like there's just like they're standing side by side basically, and like the one person is on the like studio set, and the other person is like in front of a green screen that, that makes it look like they're at the White House or whatever. It was really cool to see how like that all happens in a very small space, but on TV it feels so much bigger. Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. The, the way they like utilize that whole space, and even like they were they were scenes that were taking place like under sort of yes under the, us like under the mezzanine, and so you sort of like lean over and look. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which is why Frank looks like he's sleeping in a bunch of the screenshots <laughs> yeah, that we've a, taken. There, yeah, we, we took screenshots like of when we saw ourselves on TV because we DVR'd it and watched it back later, obviously. Like 12 times. Yeah, it's still in our yeah. DVR three years later. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and yeah, you can see us. And like Marissa's all like looking up at the camera, like like ready for her close-up, smiling. And I, I look like I'm sleeping, but what I'm actually doing is looking down at like <laughs> at them like setting up the set for the next the next sketch. Sketch, not skits, by the way. And I will judge you if you say so, I think. Skits are what like five year olds do. Sketches are what. Yeah, the Today Show do. still doesn't like understand that. This, every time the Today Show, show calls it a skit, I'm like, guys, you guys have been. There was a great this. SNL skit. I'm like, no, 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 don't. No. Oh god, it's. Ugh. Um. Okay, so speaking of skits, um, what are some that have like stood out to you in the last few years? Like, aside from all the sort of like political stuff that gets the new, like, what sure, are like the sure. underrated sketches that people need to look up on YouTube or that we need to put into the show notes? Okay, this? yeah, let's uh, let's do that. Let's see. If we will see if we can find these. Um, first of all, I, w- I do want to say there's a really great SNL app, um, which if you're looking for if you're looking for like classic sketches, like they have stuff going back to like the early seasons, like back to back to '75. I want to feed your fingertips to the Wolverines. Yeah, they have all like, all the classics and, and a bunch of obscure ones too um, on the SNL app. So I, I want to give that a plug. But the first thing that came to my mind when you said that was um, Barry Gibb Talk Show. 
Oh, Dragon that's Talk not show? where I thought you were going to go with that. Oh, okay. really? Okay. I what? guess it's because it's not that recent. I was more thinking it's not, like the last yeah. few years, but that's like your all-time favorite. That's like my all-time favorite. Yeah. What do you have? Do you have an all-time favorite? Like one that that comes to. Comes I don't to have mind? like an all-time favorite. Well, okay. I was thinking more in recent years, like underrated sketches. Okay. That we oh, have underrated, like, underrated, like that, that like weird ones that you and I like that like that people, people don't should like revisit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Can you guess what my first one is? What your first one like my favorite underrated oh uh, waterbeds are the best oh uh, waterbeds are the best that one is really i, I feel like that's really that obscure. is like a so it's like a showcase of like ad bryant's power Genius. as a as a woman yes. um and if you haven't watched it the second one isn't as good the first one with martin freeman uh one? yes martin freeman amazing yes look that up yes um they're a delightful married couple and it's just a spectacle of of costumes and props yes. and um i want like a t-shirt of it like i just want something from that on a t-shirt that feels appropriate given that sketch being I've like her looked, face on, on things like looks multiple times it doesn't exist yeah, we can make one i might yeah. um my other one that i was thinking about for you just is on a vacation far away come around and think it over yeah they did this really funny sketch where they they did um uh, your love by the outfield um and but they did like a parody of it where they like acted out the lyrics it was basically. like josh hutcherson yes josh hutcherson singing to it. vanessa bayer and they were all in 80s clothes and yes. it's so weird it's so bizarre and it's so funny oh but we have a funny story kind of about that sketch is um we saw colin jost who you know is one of the co-hosts of weekend update nowadays and uh one of the head writers and he uh that was like his first or second season i think and mm -hmm. he wrote it was like halfway through his first okay season. okay and we saw him do stand-up here in boston and after we got to meet him after the show it was a small club and he was coming out and saying hello to people and so we like took a selfie and we said hello and i i mentioned that i loved that sketch and he was like oh thanks i wrote that sketch and i was like yes i i had a feeling like, he took just, a gamble i i did it seemed like off. his weird sense of humor and i thought it was i thought it was him and, and it was when he said that i was like frank you're just don't say that what if you're wrong right and he was like no i wrote that and i was like oh, yes <laughs> what if i look like an idiot in front of colin Jones? A comedy fool yeah that's a good one that's a really are good there one. any underrated performers that you feel like didn't get their like moment under oh yeah plenty um i i feel there's okay there's a bunch of there's a bunch of people who have been like gone through snl and didn't do well but then what did well later right there's like the jenny slates jenny slate like sure julia louis dreyfus julia louis dreyfus comes to dreyfus, my mind dreyfus yeah, whatever the whatever the plural of Dreyfus is, Dreyfi. Um, but Michaela Watkins too. Robert Downey Jr. was on SNL. People don't remember that. I don't remember that. Yeah, what? yeah. Iron Man. Yes, yes. Before rehab, like oh. like a long time ago. Young, young mm. Robert Downey Jr. Uh, was on SNL. I feel like most people go to rehab after SNL. So <laughs> yeah, that's just how it goes. So. so those are you know I would say Julie Lee Dreyfus and Michaela Watkins are probably two powerhouses. Like who who. Mm -hmm you know, should have, should have done better and didn't. So I'm thinking about like recent years of people that I don't think got their fair share well, for, of screen. I know you think Casey Wilson, you love Casey Wilson. I like Casey Wilson, but I would argue that she didn't do her best work on SNL. I see okay. why she, I always see oh, why okay. she got cut. Okay. Um, the one person that is heartbreaking to me that they got cut, Tim Robinson. Oh yeah, you loved him. My favorite Tim Robinson moment was from the 2012 election. I remember when they did the sketch about um, 
people who are still undecided somehow like a week before the election yeah yeah um and he just he just looks at the camera so earnestly and goes if you burp sneeze and fart at the same time will will you you die die? (laughs) and i like literally took a screenshot of that and i made it my facebook cover photo for like weeks i didn't i had no context for that (laughs) (laughs) and again we were like first started dating and i didn't know who he was because i didn't watch that season like i missed that season you date me i know (laughs) and that was your facebook cover photo and i was like i don't get this but i'm sure it's funny you're like how is she single (laughs) what a catch (laughs) can you believe she's wow gentlemen um, um so he yeah. is amazing his other do you remember uh is it a d shirt no is it a z shirt no I didn't watch season. no I didn't watch okay season. we're gonna watch that one later okay. um okay. we're gonna put it in the show notes and um what would we call that sketch what, what z, i think it's called z shirt like like letter z yeah z like because he's like is it a b shirt Okay. Anyone who's listening that's seen it knows exactly what I'm talking I'm about. I'm sure they do. It's I'm, I'm writing it down. I'll, I'll look it up and we'll try to add it to the show notes. Um, uh, uh, Mike O'Brien is another one that got cut. Mike O'Brien. He was like a special snowflake. He was almost like too special for SNL. You know he what I mean? He kind of was. Like yeah. he was like a, he was a writer. A mythical he, creature. He, he was one of, so sometimes what happens is people will, will get cast on the show. You'll see like all these famous people who like auditioned and, and didn't get cast. Like fam- people who are famous now who never made it and like. You know, you'll find their uh, Jim Carrey auditioned and didn't make Andy it. Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Like all these famous people. Um, we but, just watched Jim and Andy. <laughs> we did, yeah. But uh, in Michael Bryan's case, and this happens sometimes, um, uh, he was a writer who got sort of elevated to to being a featured player and, and getting to be on the show for one season. But he has such a like aura about him that yeah. he's such a like weirdo, he's but in so such a weird. confident way. Yeah. And they bring him back now still. We're like once a t- or a twice anymore. a season. Now 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 he he moved on and he does um uh AP Bio. Didn't he do NBC. something last this past season? Last season the Jay Z one. That was last season. I thought season. he did something this season. Maybe okay, maybe I'm the bug, know, what about the bugs? Was that last season where he interviewed bugs on the street? I think that was last season. So I guess it if was it after was, he if left it was, the cast. It may have been early this season yeah. before he left. Yeah. But, it's but, either yeah. way, after he left the cast, they like brought him back a couple times yeah. to do sort of like almost these like mini feature films. And, like, they were usually I would hesitate bits. to call them I don't even want to call them digital shorts because they were literally like two minute feature films. Yeah, I wouldn't of, even like, call I wouldn't. They were so weird. They were so they were like art films. They were so bizarre. It's, be- it's like it's he was so he was almost like too special for that world. Like that format wasn't for him. Um he was he's he's like he's too he's he's too weird. He's just he's too, too weird too, for like the mainstream. He's too beautiful for that. He's um too I would say also like Noel Wells was very good. Oh yeah. But yeah I agree I also she, think okay so no sorry go ahead. I think she didn't do her best work there either. True. I would say that season was really tough because that was the season that started out I believe with Tina Fey hosting and they did that sketch about like look at all the new people we're not going to remember any of them. Cuz it was her it was Brooks Whelan it was John Milheiser it was uh, 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 Beck and Kyle, Beck Bennett and Kyle Mooney, who have have had have lasted. Um, but, but yeah, it was like a bunch of. I think it was, there was one other. I think there probably was two. Too another white guy, maybe that I'm forgetting. Did I say Brooks Whelan? Yeah. Well, and Brooks Whelan was also on my list of people that I think he he was a real like his stand up is really good, and so his weekend updates were yeah, really good. Yeah, that's I'm what afraid, he really did. I'm mainly. always afraid that Pete Davidson is gonna like end up that same path. He's had a. He's been there like four years now, though. Is it really? No, it's not three, four three, years. Three, Maybe at least. three, yeah. Three at least. Okay, that's And good. he was like Because he, he's when he the started. same way where he's sort of like really good on update. But now he has, what's that character? Chad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 That's another one that's like worked our way, worked its way into our vernacular. Just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. We do, we do talk in SNL quotes kind of a lot. 
not not all the time, but no, no, I'm gonna be put on the spot. I can't fairly be. often. Okay, is is definitely a big one. Um, uh, yeah, I can't think of I can't think of any <sighs> other examples right off the bat. Right after I just said that, but we do kind of we will make little like this is why we use notes, right? <laughs> Frank's like we don't use notes on this podcast. Okay, no, it's, it's free form, free flowing conversation. It's just natural. Um, but yeah, I think those are those are yeah those are. Those are all like sort of underrated sketches, uh, and 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 those were those were people who sort of you know, didn't didn't make the cut. Noelle Wells, I think, I really um, came to really love her from Master of None. Like I, so good. because she was like such like a manic pixie dream girl character on that show that, that like I'm a sucker for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but she like didn't I don't know she just didn't get the best material. We've talked about this a lot too, and people say this often. Um, unless you f- you. F- if you're on the show, if you if you're lucky enough to get the opportunity to be on the show, you really have to fight to write for yourself and 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 fight to get sketches on the air. Because if you don't like, you only last like a season. Those are the mm. people who don't really last. Yeah, are the ones who let other people, ca- you know, oh, be in my sketch, be this like, be the girlfriend, be, be, yeah, be the girlfriend, be the funny quirky guy, be whatever in the background of my sketch, mm-hmm. and you get forgotten that way because you unless don't... you're like a Kate McKinnon who, although I don't know, she probably writes too, she probably but like, does, but... but who who like you desperately want because she's so she she's can, so compelling, she's a chameleon, yeah. Um, but you can really tell, especially recently, I feel like you can tell when um. Some of oh, what was the one? It was last week. Who's the new guy this season? Um, I can't. The um, not Chris Red. No, the one that's not gonna. The one that we always joke is not not gonna. gonna Okay, because what I was gonna say was he did a sketch. I think it was last week that made it to air. That was like very obviously his baby, and it wasn't great, but it wasn't Luke Null. Luke Null. Yeah, didn't even have to use my lookup. I was like. Oh, this is nice that like he very obviously wrote the sketch, and it's like fine. It wasn't and that's that sort funny. Of gonna be like his. That'll be the one thing that like thing that made it. To the I, air. I hate to say I like, but you could tell he wrote it, and you he, can like, tell he wrote it, and it. he fought for it, and he got it on the air, and good for him. And like you know, it made it past. It made it past. The, there's all this. Uh, you can you can go look up and and read about all the different like oh on Tuesdays we do this on Wednesdays they do the table read whatever they, you know all the different things that they do. Um, and he got it through all those things and got it past dress rehearsal and got it on air. And it didn't do that well, like in the room. They weren't laughing that much. We didn't think it was that funny. But you know what? He did more than we'll ever do. Like he got a sketch. He wrote a sketch and got it on SNL. And good yeah, for him for that. We're sitting here on recording a podcast in our guest in room. our guest bedroom, and that's that's the that's the best that I'll ever do. Um, <laughs> womp womp. But but he, you know, he got a sketch on SNL. So good good for him. Um, but that's probably the one thing that, like, when he you know falls back on his stand-up career or whatever, he'll he'll be like, "Oh, here's the one sketch I got on SNL like one time. It's on the <laughs> SNL app." <laughs> I always think about um, Brooks Whelan, who, by the way, like his stand-up is amazing. His stand-up it's is so really good. good. Um, when he got fired, and he, he said his he tweeted something along the lines of like. I've been saving this joke. Fired from New York. It's Saturday night. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh. And then, and then he went on a God tour. He did a stand-up tour. And it was called The Brooks Wheelan Falls Back on Stand-Up oh, Tour. Oh, right, right. <laughs> and we saw him on that so tour. So beautiful. It was really, it was quite it was good. Very yeah. He's very funny. He's very, very funny. Um, yeah. He's really, did we see, and we, did, we saw him do his Comedy Central half hour too? Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, any any like final any final like tidbits or things you want to you want to okay, mention? Okay. If you could have if you could have dinner with one person from the SNL world, who would it be? Oh, okay, one person. Past, present, dead or alive. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, wow, I was not prepared for that question. Do you have an answer? Um, I would say like obvi- the obvious answer is Lauren because yeah. I feel like he has like his hair is big cuz it's full of secrets. <laughs> he knows everything. 
Yeah. Um, but I would also be really interested in like Jane Curtin. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Jane Curtin was like the one person who wasn't super cracked out season one. So I feel like she's the most reliable narrator of what happened behind the scenes. And she could be like, tell the most interesting stories because she was like paying attention. But also I heard she wasn't at all the parties and stuff because she like had yeah. a husband. So yeah. she just like went home. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. But she's I just, the one that... I think her perspective would be really interesting. <sighs> I think Norm MacDonald, because he's such a great storyteller. I don't even like know his work outside of SNL that much, but he's such a compelling storyteller. Like whenever he's on a talk show or a podcast or something, like he'll just go for hours. Like if you don't stop him, he just keeps going and going for hours. And mm. he just tells all these stories about things that he saw and, and you know, like, people he met you know one thing that everybody in snl kind of they talk about but not really is like oh yeah you meet like all the people who are famous during the time that you're on the show like anybody who's who's culturally relevant you meet them and and when you start you're like starstruck by everybody and by the end you're like yeah whatever tom cruise that's cool like you're just like whatever i'm just hanging out with this ultra famous person and he has he was there for for quite a while, not as long as some other people, but for, for for several years. And he has all these incredible stories, and it's like he was everywhere mm-hmm. all the time around these. Like it's like he was following all the guests around. So like he has these amazing stories. I think I'd like to to get dinner with him, but but like Lauren, I feel like Daryl Hammond would be a big one for you too. Daryl Hammond you would be a big. Him. I do love Daryl Hammond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do you miss him? Do you wish he was still being Trump instead of Alec Baldwin? I, yeah, I have complex feelings about that. For for a while, yes, I did. Now I'm just sort of like they're not really doing much. We it's ruined Christmas one year by having a big fight about um, Alec Baldwin playing Trump. Um, I don't remember it ruining Christmas, but okay. was a bit, Frank. Just <laughs> roll with it. Obviously, we didn't ruin Christmas. We're amazing to have around for holidays. We're a delight. We're delightful. Oh, speaking of Christmas. Sorry. Wait, finish your story. Sorry. No, I was just going to say we like got into a huge fight because it was like, <laughs> What's right? What's a big fight? Your sister recorded it and posted it on the internet. It was <laughs> a pretty big fight because I was making the correct argument that it was kind of BS that Alec Baldwin, and again, this was like two years ago. This was like probably primaries when I was like, Alec Baldwin should not be playing Trump on a regular basis because I was like, God forbid if he wins the election, he's going to be playing it every week and they're taking away that huge opportunity from someone in the cast that deserves yeah. it. I still stand by that decision. No, I know. I, I just wish that, yeah, I, I, I'm i kind of bored with what they do because all they do is just like That's a reenact. Issue. Yeah, yeah. They just reenact. Like they don't, they don't do anything like funny with it really. They're just sort of like, here's what happened this week. We're just like a, like just a it's like, condensed yeah. reenactment of the entire week. So, so yeah, I, I kind of, I am kind of over that bit. Um, when and on and Daryl wouldn't wouldn't necessarily save that. Although I think Daryl does it funnier than Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Alec Baldwin is just like a bigger personality. Yeah, but I'm over it. Yeah, I'm over it. Um, I was gonna say, speaking of Christmas, like a tradition that we have in our home is you have no idea where I'm going with this. Uh, Santa, there you my go. Boyfriend. There it is. So every year we we put up our Christmas tree on the night that NBC does their uh, uh, Rockefeller Center. Uh, Christmas tree lighting. We this year was very awkward because it was after the uh, the Matt Lauer thing. Was the Matt Lauer thing was that day, <laughs> that morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, great TV. Great. T- uh, but anyway, so we 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 do it that day, and and what they used to do was right after the tree lighting, they would show the SNL Christmas special, which is like a clip show of like a bunch of 
you know, holiday themed sketches. Uh, and the last maybe two years they've stopped showing that, but we have it on our DVR, and so we just, we we just, just watch pretend. it. We live in the past. We just, after the, the Rockefeller Center tree lighting uh, comes on, we pour ourselves some Baileys on the rocks and we watch SNL. Uh, it is perpetually 2015 in our home. Forever. 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 Oh, that's another sketch that I think is underrated. Not rec- recent, but but is, is underrated and, and doesn't get talked about enough for me. Uh, but it's uh, Christmas time for the Jews. Oh my gosh, you it's love so that so funny. much. It's so that's funny. It's so funny. That's like such a New York, that's like a oh, New York sketch it too. It totally like, is like, is for New Yorkers who, like, like for you. who either are Jewish or have Jewish, a lot of Jewish friends, um, which I fall in the second category. So, um, so yeah, it's it was it's so funny and it's so spot on. It's so beautifully done. It's they, so that's great. what that's and it's from like two thousand three or something. Like it's I know we I feel like there haven't been a lot of like animated shorts recently in the last several years. Like they've really moved right away from yeah. that since like TV Funhouse well, era. Yeah, TV Funhouse. Um, but I'm surprised uh, no one's like filled that void. I know it actually is well, and really no one does like the, the digital shorts brand kind of left with Andy Samberg. Mm. Like they still do pre-recorded right, bits, but right. they don't call them an SNL digital short anymore. Well, right, like they don't call it TV Funhouse. Uh, well, right. right, right, yeah. But you'd think in Those the era of like gone. Bob's Burgers and Family Guy, like there would be like I know, I uh, know, you know, some elevation of the the there's, art. There's huge potential for an animated bit to take off to the point where it becomes its own movie or, or series. All right, so here's the thing: mm-hmm. I'm gonna go learn how to draw. Okay. Um, and then I'm gonna learn how to write. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna do this, and we're gonna we're gonna. That's my that's my second act in life. Okay, that sounds good. Well, thanks for sitting and talking about SNL with me. It was a lot of fun. It was so fun. I hope that um, I get invited back. Yeah, I didn't I didn't swear or say anything no, too bad. No, you right? didn't. No, you were great. Okay, good. You tried great. really hard. You were a delight as you always are. Ah, ah, ah. We're gonna go kiss. Okay, sounds good. Uh, <laughs> do you want to tell people where they can follow you online? Um, I'm at hi. This is Marissa everywhere. Cool. M a r i s s a. Cool, cool, cool. All Hi, right. this is Marissa. Yeah. All right, bye. This uh, was Marissa. You should follow her because she's really funny. And I'm not just saying that because we're married. She's and, sucking up. Uh, I mean, I'm not just saying it because we're married. I think it's true. I'll take it. But um, you can follow Beer with Geeks on Twitter at Beer with Geeks or find us on Facebook, Beer with Geeks. Uh, email us, beerwithgeeks at gmail.com. Find... Uh, the show at beerwithgeeks.com or on thoughtbubbleaudio.com where you'll also find such shows as Hate Watch with us, which is just always a delight. Uh, I love them. I know. They're so great. Um, Kirsty and Kelsey, shout out to you. They're, you're awesome. Uh, you can find Academy Rewind and Tolkien TV Talk and Supergirl TV Talk and Starkville's House of El Krypton and a whole host of shows that are uh, just uh, so much fun to listen to and so much fun to make and we're, we're so uh, glad that all of you enjoyed them so uh, check those out uh, you can support us at patreon.com slash audio find us on iTunes uh, we're newly on Spotify you can now find Beer with Geeks on Spotify which is super exciting for us so uh, go and check us out there leave us ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts aka iTunes um, because those really mean a lot to us so please 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 do that um, and yeah, you can find us anywhere podcasts are found now, including Spotify, which uh, was super exciting for us. Thank you for joining us, Marissa. Do I get to do the ceremonial thing? You can do the ceremonial thing. So until next time, cheers. Cheers. Ooh. Yeah, cans don't really clink. That's oh, okay. Yeah, that's good. Got it. Bye.